And welcome everybody to the Saints uh, Cosmocast. I am your host, Ramses, and per usual, I am not alone. I'm here with Kamen Rider Furry. It's me, the furry, this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said this time. And <laughs> unfortunately, uh, um, Nuri had to tear us on business this, uh, this week, but she'll be, she'll be back soon. So don't worry, I told us that she'll be back. So it's going to be a tool for this, for this, for this, for this, for this, couple, for this episode, and maybe for the next couple episodes. But, you know, hey, we're doing good so far, and I'm and positive, and like I'm happy that, and like I'm still happy that we can still get this done. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about anime in any capacity. If you've ever talked to me ever, uh, especially <laughs> the things that we're talking about today, with it being Gemini season, we're in Gemini season, and we're going to talk about the Gemini Saint, quote unquote, maybe possibly later. Um, and then I also like talking about some of the other topics that we're going to talk about today too. So I am always down to ramble on about my obsessions. So anytime you need me, as long as I'm not working and you know my work schedule, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. So it's, it's always good. It's always, it's always good. It's always good to have you on. So this week I figured like, again, cause like, um, we, like all, all this, all this kind of came about like kind of weirdly. So we're going to try to take it easy again. We are going to cover some episodes this week. Like we did watch a few episodes, and there's some really good episodes in here. Like we have that one, but if the, in lieu of news, because I think a lot of the news kind of like popped up by us like this minute. I'm like, oh, we're gonna hold off on a lot of the news stuff until the next episode. So like, it might um, like next episode will be front loaded a lot with a lot of new stuff. <laughs> trust me, and get much worse. I think as 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 we as as we are going as if things are if things are delivered. But we figured we talk a little. bit bit about um different things if we, i thought instead of having discussed the news let's just have a little topic a little easier topic for us to discuss and you wanted a topic and you want to discuss merchandise discuss toys in particular yes so, i love the toys that that's what i was alluding to earlier i just wanted ramses to have a moment to introduce everything but yes i am very obsessed with um Basically, if you put the word collectible on it, I'm probably going to try to collect all of them to an embarrassing degree. Like, there was a period of time where I collected Winx Club dolls, and if any of you come for me, I'll cry. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. Nah, I'm not going to y'all, y'all are different likes and stuff like that, so who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? But um, the reason why, and reason why, and- we had kind of discussed about this on, on the first episode. You guys started coming, I believe, episode nine. We had sort mm-hmm. of a discussion, but it was more like free formed because it was more of a show of us just trying to like get out, get trying to adjust to how how the format was. And you know, I didn't have any proper notes at the time, and like usually I'm more prepared to like to give you notes when when I because I usually have like notes historical information about like the toys and stuff like that, and I'm I'm able to like say a little bit more about about like historically where where things were at the time as well. So here, at least, we can be have this discussion a little more structured. Yeah, like I, what I would really like to discuss, like the the piece that I would like to bring to the table, is just kind of the more optimistic view. Um, I know that we haven't heard a lot out of Anime Heroes line lately. Really, to be honest with you, I haven't heard outside of I think one piece. I haven't really heard from the Anime Heroes line period lately. So that's not good. Optimistically, if we did get more. Um, Saint Seiya merchandise, like figures from them, like who would we want to see? Who would make the most sense to put out? And then there's also a newer line um, of more affordable figures from Bam Presto that have been coming out that I, I did touch lightly on, like you said, back at episode nine. And they're kind of all over the place with uh, some 
of the Bronze Saints, some of the Gold Saints, and then randomly Cannon, who I guess you could kind of put in Poseidon's family of people there. So it's they're a little bit all over the place, so that would also be kind of fun to speculate where that series is going, because it doesn't look like they're going to slow down with that either, because Vampresto just pumps out prize figures. So I, that's kind of what I would like to discuss is being optimistic and positive and what, where we would like to see these kind of toy lines evolve to. And um, I believe you also wanted to talk about some of the more crazy things that you've seen in the toy world. I want to keep that for another episode because like there are things that crazier things I want to discuss, but I'll briefly touch upon because like they're like and but the thing is I think too is like it it's just like on one hand you're more you're your frame of reference when it comes when it comes to these things is more towards the world what the modern stuff is the myth cloths anime hero stuff those band presto um the gacha figures and. I'm like, pretty sure else that's come out in like the last 10, 15 years or so, 20. Because I think you, I think you briefly touch upon as well when we we're discussing this about some of the stuff from the night to the, the first one, the night to the Zodiac figures. The, when it was like 2000. The Bandai America figures with the paint that chips off if you look at it for too long. Yes. Yes, I have two of those. For me, like for me, my my uh, my uh, my my beginning thing to with the toys and sells. It goes even farther than that, and it's just, there's a lot more stuff so it's like we can fill in i can fill in a lot of those gaps so it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be a discussion so um just before before we even start um are you familiar with like those really old action figures those really really old ones made with like that they were half um half die cast half um half uh, um plastic. i really wanted them but i most of the ones that okay so i was i was very young obviously and this was in the budding days of um ebay and so I would go on eBay, and the only ones that were affordable were the ones from Mexico. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. that Mexico had the license to it, because number one, the internet was young, and it was hard to find information. And number two, I had been burned by buying bootlegs like seven or eight or nine, ten, eleven, twelve times at this point. <laughs> and um, so any anytime I would see like the Spanish writing on them, I would think that it was a bootleg. And to be fair, the older ones do look kind of wonky, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, they um, do. So I would see them yeah, and, I'm, I'm not, gonna, and not I'm... buy them. And I really regret it because, like, even if it was the Mexican line of them, there's now when you look online, they're like $800. And it's like, why didn't I buy them when they were like $50 or $60 on eBay when nobody wanted them, like, back in the early 2000s and late 90s? But alas, I was... A child and didn't know any better but yeah i've i've seen them i wish that i had at least one or two to display at least keep in box or something but now they're that's a little out of my price range i'm more of the budget figure collector yeah because like like for me obviously several years and like during the during like the heyday of those, of those those you couldn't hit you could not like hit, you couldn't hit you couldn't hit a, a ragdoll without hitting hitting an actor figure of those exact type with like those big linebacker bodies with the with the with the with the, with the um, die cast with the die cast mm-hmm. armor and plastic and I remember I, I remember I walked to like the I, I remember I um I really remember I, I walked once I, I would always go to like the um, I, I would always go to the department store and literally there would be shelves just a whole line of shelves of just Saint Seiya toys just all the like. If, like you ever go to like an, if you ever go to like a Walmart or to a Target, and you just see like you know how like sometimes you just like you go to like a all, like a section and it's like here's your boys' toys, here's your girls' toys, and here and yada yada yada. Um, 
And but no, they, like here it's like they literally they they the Saint Seiya annexed an entire like section of like of of toys, and it was like just all Saint, just all of them, and it was and the perfect it was interesting. It was um not only were they not only were they were in such high demand, but like Bandai of Mexico in a lot of them from France and from and and from Brazil. So like you you'd walk you'd some sometimes you'd see uh sometimes you 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 like look you look at the box you're like. Why is this in? Ch-? And you're like, oh wow. As later on, I figured out, I was like, oh wow, like they, they were in so high, such high demand that like they had to get like a stock from like other parts of the world to put them to put out. And, and this was like in '92, and this, this last is like '6, and then like the, the the dwindling sales of this of them became like they, the sales started dwindling when the show started, started like they run and. And you know, I'm and I'm, I'm skipping a lot of a lot of a lot of this because I mean, if you want to know the real beginnings, lines, this line began in the around the same time that um, the actual series started in '96. First four figures were Saints, and you know, what came first was were the designs of the clocks in the in the anime designed more for the toys or made for more practical reasons to make it look more more appealing for television, and I'm. More inclined to those figures when they were made, and, and if you see like how the clouds are, are designed, especially those really early ones, they, they were made in mind. They totally, totally, totally would have um, came with a design. They were designed with toys. I mean, that that's um, toys. And there was like, like a lot more to- mo. <laughs> that's their their biggest motivation is selling toys. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot of things that 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 supported because like there was there was there's some promo images during floating around that like now thanks to the internet we now of like there was like you can see the, the prototype saint seiya like look there, at one point they were considering to use the manga style of the series for everybody but that wasn't gonna like they i think that got that that got scrapped right away for a more streamlined design that we now see and they were gonna about to believe it or not like we wouldn't have, you know how Seiya was supposed to be like is, is like white and and red um, and that does in those in those early designs, he was to have red armor and like a blinding yellow like unitard. Bless them for not so, giving us that. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. So it looked garish. I I actually just read an article. Um, Tuxedo Unmasked. Like, I can't. I I cannot like love on this guy enough. He is such a great guy. He runs a website, a blog called mm-hmm. Tuxedo Unmasked, and it's dedicated to Sailor Moon. But it's like really hyper specific aspects of it because he lives in japan and he's been a fan obviously since he was a little kid as well i i believe he's about my age like in his 30s i'm not 100 sure um but he lives in japan and he finds out all these obscure articles and stuff from old magazines and go- delves into topics and stuff and he actually posted one on twitter today a link to his website that was talking about why there were five inner senshi when technically we only have four inner planets etc you know kind of going over that and then he went over the history of super sentai and it all kind of boils down to Tui just wants to sell merchandise <laughs> like that's pretty he, much he, he went much more in detail into it but basically my takeaway was that there needed to be more sailor senshi so they could sell more merchandise um and the reason why they they tossed jupiter in there even though that's technically a quote outer planet was because four is just a really unlucky number in Japan, um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. relating back to Saint Seiya is it's really strange because Iggy is so like uninvolved in most of the show that there usually is only four of them. So I wonder if that was as big of a deal back in the eighties as it was as it is now. That I don't. But that's a 
that's a different well, train was, of thought. There was a well, no, and you're you're, you're on the right track because like apparently too, like like apparently the other you know we, we as I as I call them the jobber saints like Jabu and all those guys, they were supposed to have a bigger role in the, in the actual series. But Kuramata put the axe on that really quick because he figured two guys were with two guys with a horse with a horse the horse with teeth would confuse the would confuse the audience, so he went with Seiya. Yeah, and and not only that, like once you once you pass five. Like once you get into like the seven, eight, nine character range, there, it's just too much. There's too much going on. So I, yeah. I totally get the need for having just five or six characters. So I, I totally get that. But like they, yeah. they were still there. They still make merch of those characters. Like I still see like the, what do you call them? The, the myth cloths and things like that going around and being re-released and yeah. stuff. Or I actually, I think Jabu just got re-released here very recently. His myth cloth. So. They're still making money off of yeah, him, the, even if he was only in like I don't know, like six episodes total in the show. But um, I just yeah, well, the mythclaws, oh. mythclaws are kind of a, those are, those are a very different beasts because like when they whenever they reissue them, I mean I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna go all the way forward really quick. Whenever they reissue them, it's like it's called they're they're usually called a, a, a renovated renovation a renovated edition where they looked at the articulation from the previous figure and like we need to give them more we need to like like we need to free up more articulation so they had to. So they reworked the, the the cloth design to work with the better articulation. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a it's not just a reissue. It's like a complete overhaul of the actual of the actual figure to give to give him more articulation and then give him a little bit of a more accurate look. Well, um, I I did want to comment real quick though. Whenever we were talking about that original line of figures that came out and just how popular that style of figure was, and it baffles me because I controversial opinion but i think they look hideous like i like you said they look like linebackers like when you have all the armor on they look sort of like normal figures but if you want to have any playability as a kid because these were this was back before it became like a collector's type of market like they were aimed at kids to play with if you take their armor off their heads are so disproportionately small and their bodies are clunky but those kinds of designs stuck around forever. And just just for reference, I have some Kamen Rider Ryuki figures that have that exact same style with the die-cast metal parts that go on to to build them out into their, like, full, like, henshin form. But without it, they have, like, little Peabody heads and big old broad shoulders. They look ridiculous. But that was such a popular style of, of figure because I guess because you could the the gimmick was the armor comes off and on and you know it's hard to have a helmet that doesn't look comically big if the head isn't really small you know so I I understand the limitations of it but that was such a popular style of figure beyond Saint Seiya like to other franchises looking at you my ugly and little common rider children um it's, it's interesting you bring that up because like you know you can draw a straight line from. From those original toys from the, the original those original toys from 1986 to stuff like the sh figure arts that we have right now because like those the sh figure arts were a spin-off of those figures of those, of those common writer figures yeah the the sh figure arts were were for figures for people that more or less like not to this is going to sound mean no matter how i say it but didn't give a crap about the human forms like they just wanted the rider forms or the transformed like Super Sentai character forms. They yeah. didn't care about the original person, the like the the actor or whatever. There's yeah in the yeah. U.S. We kind of have a happy medium I, I mean, with I, uh with the oh what are they called? 
the Power Ranger figures that are coming out because they have swappable heads. Lightning Collection? No, the Lightning, Lightning Collection. Collection. Yeah, the so the Lightning Collection has yeah. swappable heads. The risk you run there is that some of the heads look great and some of the heads look like Austin Powers, rest in peace, Billy. Um, the yeah, that's it's very hit and miss. I I only own one at this time. I used to own a bunch um, because I wanted to get the Psycho Rangers, but then they released them in a five pack, mm, and I got nice. really annoyed with it. Um, but I have uh, Anubis Kruger, obviously, for obvious obvious reasons, because oh, yeah. he's an Anubis. Hello. That's not, a, not a, that's not a bad one. That is not, that is not a, that is not a bad figure. I have that one too. That is really and, good. Yeah, and the that good thing about good him choice. is that they didn't have to worry about catching the likeness of an actual person. Which, to be fair, like I I make fun of the Lightning Collection heads a lot, but to be fair, it's hard to make a a mass producible figure that looks resembling like a person. If you look back at a lot of the <laughs> old talk, like flip head figures, <laughs> none of them none of them looked oh, right. Oh. oh. Oh God! Thanks for thanks for carbon dating. <laughs> I had all of them, uh, but yeah, no, like so. Oh. Good, good on them for trying. Um, but it's just the lightning collect or the sorry the F, the SH figure arts are were hyper detailed for the people that just wanted to have the actual common rider or the actual Super Sentai character. They they do branch out and do other things or actual character in question. Yeah. And, and and don't yeah. care about the untransformed version. They're not. It's not like a a buildable figure of sorts. So uh, these, yeah, I get the gimmick of these ones where you can take the armor off and take it off. Uh, take sorry, put the armor on and take the armor off. But I just feel like the technology wasn't there at the time to make them look nice. <laughs> so I'm I'm just not a fan of no. They, 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 no, I I totally totally I I, I totally agree with you. They're, they're you're either the camp of someone like me that finds them nostalgic because like those are the stuff that like, you grow up with, or find them as like just as a, as a, as an oddity in your case. So it's like it's one of the things. It's like you either you either fit, fit into either or. Nowadays we have better figures like the like the um, the mythical figures are like that is like that's your rules or whatever. If you if you want a Saint Seiya toy in 2022, that's like the the best you can you can get. You know, save up a little bit more extra money and buy an SH. Well, not buy a figure, even though there is an SH figure out of a Saint Seiya character, but that's something later. If you want to buy a Myth Cloth, you can buy a Myth Cloth for like a little, like a little two hundred dollars, and you can get yourself a pretty awesome fi- um a Myth Cloth figure. There's two, and like I said, yeah, they did actually do a, a figures. They did SH figures as oh, oh uh, was it Omega that they did them for? Yes. Yeah. I think me and Nuri discussed this like a couple of. Like when we first discussed it, because like there was Koga, I have Koga, so we're in storage. They were originally released Yuna and or and Eden, but those two figures got canceled. Yeah. So, you know, so many other, so many other figure arts. That's like, are you like, why are why 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 don't you release all? Of them? But um, there's two myth like cloths like, I really the, want if I ever get brave enough to spend four hundred dollars on one item, which probably won't ever happen if you know me. But the, when they released the the God Cloths of of the Gold Saints, oh my God, they look so stupid, but they're so beautiful at the same time. It's like the perfect mixture of dumb and amazing. And I want, I really want Kamu and Aldebaran really, really bad because <laughs> Kamu's he's got the big old wings. They just slapped wings on everybody. It was dumb, and I love it. <sighs> yeah, but, and those I believe 
those are actually EX figures, so they have like the reason why they cost a little standard uh, the standard ones is because like they have like way more articulation, a lot, lot more work was put into like the engineering to make them work with the articulation and to be able to put the, the figures in. I tell you, like I I had an so, alert out on AmiAmi for when that went up for pre-order. I got the uh, I got the email saying that they were up for pre-order. And I logged in, and before I could, I it, it had the button to say add to cart. And when I hit the button that said add to cart, it said this item is no longer available. And when I refreshed, it was sold out. Like, those things sell out Ooh. so fast. Damn. Yeah, especially on Ami where they actually do sell out for, like, a little, like way below the suggested, suggested retaste. You could have gotten, like, actually. I could have went on. I'm not, um, no, not going to say it. <laughs> One? All right. But, yeah. It's... But, um, yeah, like. The other side of the, this coin, though, is like, where do we like what what more do we want to see? Like, if the anime heroes figure line for Saint Seiya is not dead, who would you want to see them branch out and do next? Because they've kind of been all over the place with not just characters, but like even which iterations of the armor that they use. Because the Iki figure that I have is actually his uh, third version of his armor, I believe. It's, it's the second, second one. one? Okay, yeah, I knew it wasn't the first one because it's not, yeah. it doesn't have the brown coloration on it. Yeah. You can tell because, like, the, like the, the leg parts are a little bit more, look a little bit more normal. Like, the, the, the final, the, the ones, the third ones that I have, like, they have, like, knee highs. They have, like, knee high mm-hmm. boots. So, um, they have, so that you, so that's an easy, that's an easy tell of what, like, what kind of, what kind of, uh, cloth they have. So he has, like, the regular boots that, like, go down to, like, the, the third ones go up to, like, their, go up to their calves and stuff. Yeah, the, the calves that go up to, the, go up to, the, to their knees, above the knees, like that. But, um, if I was, if I was up to me, if you were to tell me point blank, what would you, if they continue this, I would love to, to just go for the, just make the rest of them. Shouldn't, so the rest of the LeBron Saint, Shun, Hyoga, and Shiryu. I'm surprised that those were the ones you didn't go with. Granted, I understand why you went with with the Gold Saints. You focused on the Gold Saints at first, but you could have easeled in at least one or two more um, Brown Saints. Like, like I'm not like like to be honest, with you, I, like if given the choice, I would I would rather just have like a complete Bronze Saint set and have like sporadic um, like sprinklings of Gold Saints. I I don't know. I'm. This is going to completely contradict what I say about the Bram, Van Presto versions, <laughs> but like I just when when it comes to posable action figures, I'm much more picky with what with what I buy, and the reason is because I suck at posing posable figures. I I just I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just don't have the perspective for it. But anytime I pose them, they look like a three year old spent two minutes slapping it together. It, just, it never works out for me. So I only I'm really picky on who I pick. This might sound really weird, but the more I've been playing Saint Say Awakening, I got Poseidon like my second day playing, and I'm becoming like super obsessed with him right now. I just I really like his armor. I really like his whole vibe. Um it's been a long time since I've watched the Poseidon arc, so I don't remember if I loved him as much when I watched the actual show. But I really, really like his design, and I think that he would do really well, as well as Canon from that, uh, from the, uh, what, what was his, what was his name? Sea Dragon. Sea Dragon, yeah. So Canon would be good. Um, obviously, Aldebaran would be, <laughs> would be great. My problem is my my only problem with the anime heroes line is that they need to swap the paint that they use. 
And I think they did for that last wave. They looked a little bit better, but that first wave, man, the the gold saints that they had just looked so dull. Especially the the Saya Sagittarius one. It just oh yes, it looked so dull. It didn't look gold. It looked like mustard, like like honey mustard. It was honey mustard color. Well, that's that's Iodios. I I totally um like I have I have have those figures in hand. I won't like later like later on down the road. You'll see why I'm going to get figures, but I do have those figures in hand. And yeah, those the, the colors on those figures are really like you know they didn't they they kind of cheaped out on the paint that the the paint out that uh, on them, especially on Saya the the actual bronze Saint Saya the 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 metal like they. they they could have went with a shinier. They went. With, they should have went with a, with a shinier um, instead of little silver. It makes it seem like you know it's been out well. It, on one hand, it, it, it looks battle worn. It's like when I see the series and stuff like that. The the it should it's a little bit more. It should be a little bit more striking. The the color it's like which is why I think like when it comes like if you want to pay a little bit of like you should have like, at least put in some sort of aorta to make them a little bit. more. You know, to make it just make them shine the, a little bit. The better. second wave, I think, looked a lot better. Like the Iki one is much more reflective. Like the 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 purple that makes up his actual armor pieces, like not his like leotard underneath, are real are a lot more shiny. And then the chest piece is, that's supposed to be like the purpley silver metallic color actually is kind of metallic looking. Like it's still not premium. Oh, that's good. But it looks much better than all of the because I've I've seen and passed up the Seiya figure, the bronze Seiya figure, multiple, multiple times because of how just cheap it looks. So um, they really, I think they stepped it up for the second wave. Yeah, you're not wrong either. Like, I I have Seiya. Like, I got Seiya. Like, I actually bought Seiya. I have them, and it's like, uh, like, it's a a great figure to have on display, like, if you want to list like other. But if you want to have, like, a premium thing to say, you would rather just have, have, I would rather have, I would rather have, and, like, like uh, and like I know we're going all over the place here, but let me let me reel it back a little. It's all over the place. <laughs> like I said, those figures, like the, the those original figures, were released between nineteen between nineteen. They got a reissue in two in nineteen ninety seven. The the first um the, the twelve that the, the twelve gold the twelve gold ones were were reissued for like two back in those days, and then they reissued them again for as a, and on the time that Hades began, like around two thousand two two thousand three. Um, they were, but they were only limited to China, and they actually did release like new figures. They actually did. They actually went around and actually made like new uh, characters as well. I think they actually went out and did like Revamantis and a couple of the Specter Saints, and they also repainted a lot of the Specter Saints from that series, like the, like Specter Saga, Specter Shira, Specter um, uh, some of the other characters that had like a Specter form. They gave them, they, they gave them that that Specter armor as well. Gothic so that was, Saints, so really cool. Like when they actually. Yes, they're gothic, and it's like, and for, and one of, and one of the cool things that they did as well, and this seems like a pro, a, a progenitor to like the myth cloth, is they they gave them more heads. They on some of the on some of the newer figures, like like they, I know they did uh, Shion, Shion, and Shion looks incredible for a figure. Like even though it's like it's still they still have like that weird linebacker body, their heads are like accurate to the enemy, and you can clearly tell like. This is like the intermediate. Like they were still working on that, and then when he, and then when he got to do mid cloth about a year later, they took a lot of what they learned from from that line, from like improving the, the, that stuff from that line into put into mid cloth, which started on. And you know that's early mid cloth started in two thousand three. Those early mid cloths are four. <laughs> oh, I have some of those early ones. Oh, 
I cannot. I can't look in straight, straight in the eye, especially I have Seiya. Oh god. Oh god. He has like this big stupid head. His body is so lengthy. Oh, I can't look at it. I really can't. That's why it's like I'm I'm thankful that they actually made like more versions of him over the years. They actually improved on on the uh they actually improved a lot on like how on how how they look. like I said, like that first that first version it's like oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I... like I said, the only reason why I don't collect the clock is like it's way over my and it's like, you know, and that's why I like that's why I like the concept of the anime heroes where it's like it's kind of like the budget version of these things and it's and I think that what I think um for a while they were gonna they need to have a budget line there's a three and three quarter line called uh, GD appendix and there were a three and quarter like GI Joe sized paint sale figures and the thing was with those figures is like they were highly detailed they had they had not little arm they articulated and it gave you like a little uh and they gave you a little playset so you can put your fingers put the figures on so you so they had all so they had so they had those for like a little bit and then there's another follow-up line to the Saint Sam Mythcloth called Mythcloth Crown. Those are instead of being seven, six, seven, seven, six, seven inches, they're twelve inches, twelve inches. And I think the armors are completely um like instead of having plastic parts, they are completely uh die cast. All the, the and I only released like I think four figures in that line. They they released Seiya as the, in the Sagittarius cloth, Shiri Ibra cloth, Kyoga in the in in the Aquarius art in the Aquarius cloth and Poseidon. Poseidon, my boy. And then, and then, like I said, like the the they're still continuing doing, even though they're still doing a lot of the uh, the mythcloth. They've transitioned now into mythcloth EX, where they a lot of the previous figures that they've done before, even though they've done more of those figures ever since. And they further revisioned them to give them more articulation, give them more stuff to that. So they they improved articulation and looked on them as well. And even though they're way more expensive, I think they're they're the last the last bit of news about. The last bit of thing is that in addition to the myth cloth, there was also myth cloth um, appendix, which worked as like add-ons, but they were bust. Like they were bust of the characters, and what you can do is you can snap off a lot of those people and make and put them on the regular and put them on the regular um, um, myth cloth, the original myth cloth figures, and they would give them more improved looks and give them more more uh, limited and give them more range of movements on articulation. That way, if like for example, certain figures couldn't do certain poses. Thanks to thanks to how the, the design of the of the cloth was. So when you when you bought the when when you buy the, the appendix, that that would free up the articulation so you can actually do the poses you needed for. And it also would come with like extra accessories as well. I think like for example uh, with uh, Shaka, he actually came with like a root. He came with a uh, he came with his beads, which is just figured never. That's so weird. And a more accurate head. Uh, with Saga, he gave you like so many options. You can make him. You can make him the evil head the good head you can make them uh, you can you can uh saga like saga proper or you can make them uh, or you make them canon as well but it, they gave you so many good options and yeah there's like so there's so many more figures as well that like that they're so hard to pinpoint because like we we have like no real concrete data like like there's like the gosh series that i i briefly just there's there's a lot of those flying around and like, you mentioned a lot of those um those those figures from Ben Presto, the figures that are just in their regular clothing, which are really good and are really affordable. So if you're looking for something that's on display that you that you those are like really good figures. And then also you have a lot of stuff. Then then recently too, there's an ultra 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 premium series from uh, Prime One Studios, and those figures are just incredible. They have like light up bases. They're just just some of the best, some of like the best looking figures, but they cost like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. So 
that's that's the dream right there. That's the dream what you want. But to be fair too, those figures are like like if like those those figures are those statues are like 24, 25 inches tall. So they're pretty they're, they're pretty beefy. They are beefy boys with like with like wiring and stuff all over the place. So those things are those things those things are luxury, but they are so worth. It. I think like only so far we've seen Iki, um, Shun, and Shiryu. They scare me with how expensive they are because I see them pop up on like Big Bad Toy Store and it just like I cry because it's like thirteen hundred dollars. Nope, I would rather you know pay my mortgage and be able to live in my house <laughs> than have a figure. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. But 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 that's a dream. Like it's going but like just kind of circling back a little bit. Um, you where you were talking? Yeah. The. The new band Presto line, I say new, it's about a year old now. Just the way, for, for those who don't know, um, band Presto mainly produces, they're called prize figures, and they're figures that you would win in different kinds of arcade games in Japan. Most of them, unless you're going to a secondhand store, are not sold in stores. You have to win them in the games. For overseas markets, a lot of times they'll sell them to individual people because we obviously can't play the arcade games but they produce mostly like the really big shows like dragon ball there's a ton of them uh demon slayer is really big right now my hero academia all of these figures that are kind of mid-tier figures they typically have pretty basic poses um usually just standing upright maybe in a slight action pose and they're fairly well made they'll have a pretty plain base but they're cheap so it's kind of like the like a budget collector and that's mostly what i collect because these when you get into like the one seventh and one eighth and one fifth all these big figures number one most of them are usually females that don't wear a lot of clothing that's not 100 percent true for all of it but that's a big corner of the scale market is kind of pervy figures that isn't my thing and the other thing is that the price skyrockets. Your your Ban Presto figure will usually cost you around 20 bucks if it's something recent. If you're looking for an older one that hasn't been in games for a while, they'll go up a little bit. Usually not crazy. But the scale figures start off at over $100 a piece and only go up from there, especially if it's one that a lot of people want that sold out fast. So the Ban Presto figures is, has really been my thing. They started a line of Saint Seiya figures where they are in their civilian outfits, and they came out with the first line that was Seiya, Iki, and Shiyu. Um, they're kind of unique because, like I said before, most of the Banpresto prize figures, they're usually in really basic poses, but all three of these are like more action style, like their feet are spread in a wide stance, like they're fighting, their clothes are being ripped, uh, ripped a little bit like they've been in a battle. Shiryu is shirtless because it's Shiryu. So they look a lot more unique. And then when they announced the second wave, instead of doing the rest of the Bronze Saints, they jumped and started doing the Gold Saints, which kind of irritated me a little bit. Like they did Aeolia, um, Cannon, and Mu in their civilian clothing. And I really, I, it, it was really disappointing that we didn't get a Hyoga and a Shun to kind of round out those three, especially because I think that the core five characters are super, super popular, but then I have to remember that Japan's obsessed with the Gold Saints, so they probably wanted to jump to that. So my hope is that they at least go back and pick up the other two, 
it's not uncommon for band presto figures to release a figure of every single character ever because you put it in a prize game and people want it. I mean, that's just, that's kind of the logic of it over there. But I, I just, I really hope that they go back and do that. That's my main hope. If they, if they were to do other characters, I would hope that they would round out some of the other characters that we don't see figures of a lot. Like, not to sound like a broken record, but Aldebaran doesn't get a lot of love. Um, it'd be nice to see Kamu get one, you know, really any of them. I, I, I have all of them on pre-order. I think, Aelia is the only one that I don't have ordered because he is readily available on Amazon and I'm going to just pick him up when I have, you know, an extra 20 bucks to drop. But uh, yeah, I have, I have all of them ready to go (laughs) and they're, they're all very nice and it's just, it depends on your taste. I watch a lot of YouTubers that wear by scale figures and that's all they collect. But if you don't have $200 to drop on a figure, these are really good options for you too. It's and especially if you're like me and you would rather have a static post figure instead of an articulated figure. Um, I could go on and on of the pros and cons of of that and and all of how that all what people say on each side. Um, but really, I just prefer the statues because there's not the joint articulations that kind of take me out of the fantasy, and because a professional, you know, designed the way that they're standing to look as best as possible. So I know that it's going to look nice on my shelf and I won't have to fiddle with it forever. I could just take it out of the box and display it. So um, I really hope that they do. I really hope that they do more with that line. Um, It's been, I want to say like three or four months since they've announced any of the other ones, but also Canon releases, I think in either June or July. So once Canon releases, I'm sure they will announce more if they're going to continue with that line and i don't see why they wouldn't because it's just like free money for them because those games are usually set up to only allow you to win after you put so much money into them and that's not slander don't come for me you know sega arcades or whatever um but it's it's true you can there's a lot of youtubers out there that play those games on camera for you and they'll talk about just the culture of those games that like it's a $20 figure, so you're going to have to sink at least $20 into the game. But I've rambled enough about my obsession with prize figures. I just, I hope that they continue doing it. Yeah, no, you're, you're perfect. Because, like, I have very little knowledge on those. Because, like, like you said, like, you're more into the more aesthetic statue type figures. I'm more into the more articulated figures myself. So if you want two opinions on what's going on, you can always, we, you're actually talking to two, two completely people altogether. So that's the story. So that I find it interesting. I'm seeing your points. I'm like, oh, you, oh wow! I'm surprised we are not. I'm surprised we haven't punched each other. Like in, in trying on our um, in our um, in our in trying to trying to figure out like what like you know our like where we where we stand and what's just better. Because like I still stand that like I, I love articulation on my figures. I don't mind um, I don't mind like the, those articulated lines. I love all that stuff. I take a lot of photography with it. I pose a lot of the things. I pay. I pay meticulous detail to like how I pose my toys. I am looking at all my shelves and like I have everything meticulously posed. And I take that time to like pose everybody. So I so I do have like the kind of eye, but I also understand too. It's like you don't, and you and you would rather just have something that's one and done. They can set up, and I have a lot of that stuff. Kind of kind of like stuff too. Like trust me, a lot of stuff are, are a lot of stuff. Are, well, I'm my hold on one second. I. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze there. I apologize. That's fine. Um, but what I was what I was gonna say is I'm I'm really hoping that um 
So my the only other thing that I I really wanted to throw into this ring is there is a new ish line of figures that is coming out from Good Smile. The they're the ones that do the Nindroids. Uh, that's what they're mostly famous for. But it's called Pop Up Parade, and they're kind of like an interesting in between um, statue line of figures that's in between the prize games and the scale figures in terms of quality. They are much better quality than the uh, the prize figures in terms of materials, in terms of sculpting and painting. Sometimes with the prize figures, the painting is not the best, it, and it's sometimes it's luck of the draw. I have a Sailor Moon Van Presto prize figure that is a Sailor Moon Eternal, and the way that they packaged her in there, one of her wings is permanently bent. I, I need to get a heat gun in order to fix it, and I'm scared that I'm going to melt her. So... She just has a wonky wing. Um, so it's so these are very meticulously made. And they, they're priced around like the $40 to $60 range, depending on the popularity of the character. And a lot of Toei properties um, like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu Hakusho are wrapped up in that. So I'm crossing my fingers that one day they'll pick up some Saint Seiya characters. They've really been doing a good mix of older and newer stuff because like they have... Several of the Yu Hakusho characters, um, classic Yu-Gi-Oh characters like the Dark Magician Girl, Yugi, Kaiba. So it's not just like newer shows that they're doing. So there is hope that potentially they could pick up Saint Seiya to do some of these statues because there is kind of a weird gap to where there's not a whole lot of budget Saint Seiya stuff. Like it's mostly high-end collectors expensive things. Like I'm very blessed for this Van Presto line. But even as far as like Gachapon anymore, there's not a whole lot in that regard either. So I'm praying that something budget this way comes. But that that was just my last thing that I want to throw out there in, in terms of figures. And if you if you do like statues and you are in a budget, but you want to have that nice figure, I swear by Pop Up Parade. I have so many of them pre ordered. I just got in a um, Black Rock Shooter and. I can't remember the other girl's name. Death Parade, I think is her name. The other girl from Black Rock Shooter. It's been way too long since I've watched it, but I'm going to rewatch it before my birthday so that I can know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those, those yeah, are great I, figures. I, yeah, I've seen some of those. I've seen some of those pop-up parades. Cause, like, I, I like, I, my, my, one of my favorite series on Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. And they've been releasing a lot of Danganronpa characters, like the Junkada Shina. So like, I might I might have picked those. Like, do I? I don't mind throwing a couple of bones at and get things. And you are correct. You're absolutely correct when it comes to to affordability. And that's why one of the things I enjoyed about like I I, I, I we do talk a lot about like how cheap these figures were in terms of like the plastic and stuff like that. But to be honest, those figure those um those anime heroes figures they were really good at being uh, being a really good affordable option. If you're looking for something with articulated, but they didn't want to put down the they didn't want to put down for like a figure art or even for a myth. Those would be a good option, but you know, I would I would recommend those if you're also a customizer because like you need to do some like high end paint. Yeah, especially for that first wave. Um, but there's also, and then like okay, so, so like going back to the history of thing, history of things. Uh, um, of course, I have to talk about 2000, 2003 with that, and we got to talk about the Knights of the Zodiac toy came out, and like like you said, the ones that you looked at them and like this the paints are rubbing off on them. Um, those figures, like I said, those figures did not stand. The, those 
figures did not the test of time whatsoever, but it did give us a lot of like rare figures we never got before, like like the the often mentioned the Black Saints. I want them so bad. We those were the only those were the only time we've seen them in in mass in mass production. So it's uh, it's interesting to see what they what they what they what they were able to do with, but unfortunately that what only lasted like one year and. Just like the same, just like that same, just like that double saint set, it just disappeared, and we never heard ants. And like it, I, I wish that I was just a little bit older because that came out right before I started working and making my own money, and so I was still relying on you know my parents to buy me things, and it was very difficult to convince my parents to buy me a toy, especially being like fifteen, sixteen years old. So they they were not they were not having it. They're like, no, you go play a sport. <laughs> you know, go outside. Why are you why are you wanted to buy figures? So, um, I the the two that I have were actually gifted to me by one of my best friends. Um, she got them from her mom, who bought them on a whim because she's a Sagittarius. So she bought the Sagittarius one, and then the only other one that they had was Dragon Shiryu. And so she just bought that one, too, because she's like, you know, uh, and bought them for her daughter because she's like, my daughter likes anime. Turns out that she never really watched Saint Seiya, so they just kind of took up space in her house. And I was talking to her a couple of years ago about, oh goodness, I forgot how we got on the topic of it, but like different anime that we grew up liking and wish that we had money back in the day. And Saint Seiya was one that I brought up and she's like, well, I've got these two figures and she just like hands them to me. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I, if you want to give it to me, that's fine. And then I like I felt really bad when I looked online to see how expensive these things are because, like you said, they they did not spend a lot of time on shelves. And just the even even though they're not great quality, the scarcity of them just drives up prices online. Like I I tried to look up some of the Black Saints. No, <laughs> I don't I don't have the budget for for that right now. Yeah, it, it it is kind of it's kind of it's kind of it has a kind of a weird effect. Those figures were so plentiful in two thousand three. Like you could not, like I said, you can hit a dead, you can you can hit a rag doll without finding those figures, and you can you could have easily found it like a Toys R Us for like they're cheap, and they were still there in like two thousand five. But they got clearanced out like eventually, and that and things and when that stuff started getting more and more clearanced out, then that's when that's when the scarcity that's when it starts. So. There's a lot to it, and you know one last thing I want to touch up because like I think we we discussed kind of all like all the major toy lines that that they and I just want to touch up on one last thing, but this is more like a teaser for something that we might go down the road. and that's of course of course when you have something as popular and we have something popular of course you're gonna have bootlegs out the you know what like you're you're not you're, nothing's nothing's immune to that to that phenomenon you're always gonna you're always gonna get people that that are always trying to make a book out of something and they're always gonna make something that's of lower quality. And stuff like that, and it's amazing to see like the boot out of the that came out of Saint Seiya, especially during that boot of the early night. It it's incredible when you when you do a search for Saint Seiya toys and just seeing all the. So it makes sense that you'd be wary on stuff. Like, even I'd be like, oh, that no, right offhand. If I was there with you, I was like, no, that's that's a bootleg. That's a bootleg. That's a bootleg. That's a. Bootleg. I was just gonna say, and J- Japan has a really weird love hate relationship with bootlegs as well because there's the cheap bootlegs that like come from terrible sweatshops that probably have lead paint and will kill you but then there's the bootlegs mm-hmm. that really passionate fans have put a lot into and they call them garage kits that look better than most of the figures that have come out because they put all this like love into crafting them 
and then they'll they'll sell them on the secondary market. And it's technically a bootleg, but it looks fantastic. So there's there's two ends of the spectrum. Like it, it's it's really bizarre. Well, those okay con- concerning garage kits. The garage kits are technically not bootlegs because like usually those are those are on sale at certain conventions, and usually they give them that usually they can buy out a license for like dirt cheap for just action. And that's how they sell a lot of those those figures on the on the, on the secondary markets. Like you're you're paying they 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 are officially official figures for that day. <laughs> so those so yeah, so it's a weird way of. But I'm talking about bootlegs. I'm talking about the ones that are like yeah, like like you like you mentioned, like the, the they use lead paint on it, and it's like the like Shudi used eyes are like cross-eyed, or they gave Shun like orange hair for like no reason or another, or like something like that, or they had to call the toy like. Say or something, or something like that. Sound like something I'm sound like I'm sneezing. Sound like I'm sneezing when I said, yeah. or like Galactic Warriors or like Warriors of the Galaxy or something like that. Just so they skirt around the copyright. Knights of the Constellations. And, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. I'd be really good at making bootlegs. Oh my god, I had one. I had, I had one right there, but um, yeah, something like that. Like something like you know, they have, they have to go. They have to find a way to around that 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 copyright and like it says like usually it's like, it's always fly it's always a fly by night operation from china and they and you can find them and you have to like find them in like the most skeeviest places on like in the world like like this is, this is such a california like specific thing i'm about to mention but like these are these are the figures you have to find when you go to it when you go to a characteristic in los angeles and some guy is trying to stock you a, a vhs tape of dr strange and the multiversal of mm-hmm. yeah i that's the kind of bootlegs. That's the kind of bootlegs we're talking. I about. mean, i I went to um, I went to Chinatown in Chicago. I go to Chinatown. I I say it like I did it one time. I go there every freaking time I go to Chicago. I love Chinatown. It's just I love the authentic food and the atmosphere. But um, you don't. As much as I love that area, don't buy any figures you see there. They're all bootlegs. <laughs> like I, you can smell. You can smell that. You can smell something. Well, well my favorite. Like, the smell my favorite one. Dragon Ball character is Raditz, and he doesn't get a lot of love because he, you know, died really quickly. He was only in like six or seven episodes. Um, but they had this figure up on a high shelf and, of Raditz, and I asked the lady, I was like, "Can I see it before I like? Can you take it down? I want to see it." And she said no, and I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "You either have to buy it or 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 move on." And one of my friends later told me was this, like if she had taken it down and I got to see it up close, I would know that it's a bootleg and that would be that. Like I wouldn't want to buy it. So they want you they mm. they want you to commit to buying it before you realize. Oh lord. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And like I said, this is a good this is gonna be a, a topic for like there's so much of those kinds of types of bootlegs all around, especially when you like especially during that period. And especially that, during that boom period, it's like even now there's still a lot of it, but I think it's a lot more mitigated. Like you, there's there's like nowadays we have what's called like third party um um stuff where it's kind of official. Like they took they they like it's not really official, but like they actually took the AOTA to actually make it kind of officially like officially you know looking. But they find ways to skirt around a lot of it. But they actually do kind of like a better job at making that something. Not a whole lot of things. Like the heads are really cool. And sometimes the body articulation is good. But maybe like some of the build quality and the actual cloth could be questionable. And I don't think some of, I think some of them are just plastic. Me, that's how they get away with being so cheap. But 
a lot of them, like I said, like you know, they they're they're actually designed they're actually designed with uh with being being a bootleg first. So like those are those I, I like to consider like a third party. We do a lot with Transformers where like they'll make a Transformer figure with the intention of selling it, like attention with intentionally trying to skirt that copyright. And I know and I've seen a lot of things here figures that skirt that copyright as well in that similar fashion where like they're kind of like like Myth Cloud, but they that they do enough just to get away with it in a, in a way where they can actually sell it as like and not as a premium and not get away with it and not like be like not get the lawyers involved. So they they have stuff so they can get away with it. So there's stuff like that as well. I guess this is a completely different discussion that I would love to have, and this is something that because like this is something I like, but it's also kind of like a thing too, where it's like it's kind of a visual thing. Where I we would need to sit down and just show you some of the some of the some of the atrocities. <laughs> just the just have a nightmare fuel have a nightmare fueled episode of just us little legs. Have a have a competition where we have like a poll on Twitter to see who can find the most cursed bootleg. Yeah, it's something like that where we're like you have you have to submit us, just subject us all to just like the worst thing. I've already found I mean I I've found a lot of cursed ones. Like Saint Seiya is a little bit harder because it's not as popular as it used to be. Most of the most of the bootlegs that you see now are going to be like the Dragon Balls and the um, Demon Slayers or whatever the kids be watching these days. But they're they're out there and they're terrifying. Yeah, but also, but also to a lot of what you found, like I you shared it to me, and it's just like, oh, I remember looking at this when I was when I was when I was at the flea market with my mom when I was a little <laughs> kid. I'm like, I remember looking at that. I remember that. I remember that. There's there's one in particular. I think I'll, I'll post a picture of it on our disc on our on on the description. And it's like the most laziest. It's like a, literally the most laziest bootleg ever. I don't know if you're familiar with um. I don't know if you're familiar with Machine Robo or as we like to call it here, GoBots. Mm-hmm. But they took one of they they took the they took one from a from they took one particular GoBot called Psycho, and it's supposed to be um it's supposed to be um uh it's supposed to be Space Pirate Cobras from Space Adventure Cobra. It's this little, it's this little car that he has that can transform into a robot. I don't, and they, the bootleggers just took all the branding of of that of like the GoBot stuff because it has like the big word "psycho" on it. They just took all that off and just slapped it in a box with Saint Seiya on it. It's a Saint Seiya car. Yeah, it's what Seiya needs. And then there's also another one that I that like, I think we shared also on our Twitter. It's just uh, that's what it's like a water gun. It Seiya just has like a water gun with him. And again, this goes back to like what we keep on arguing about. Like, what if Seiya had a gun, and then the book would be like eight times bigger than it oh. really should? Because it's gonna cost. More now problems. I just I feel like if, if Seiya had a car, he could have just drove through all those houses, like just zoomed right on past the Gold Knights. Like, bye, Gemini. See ya. <laughs> you'd be stuck. You'd be stuck in a loop just driving. Like, mm. well, I, we'll get to it. But like, apparently, all they had to do was keep walking. I don't. I, I'm. I think I think it's a good place. I think, but I think you know, in all seriousness, like, like we can just keep them stuff. And like I said, the, the, this component, the, the the last component there of the bootlegs, does require us to have some some sort of like a visual thing to, to and it. And researching of Chinese copyright laws, which are notoriously bad. And not just that, we just gotta. It's like the amount of bootlegs, especially like, cause like you know, you're looking like you said, like like you said, like you're you found some bootlegs, but you have not hit like the ice. Like that's like the, that's like the top. That's like you just hit like the very top. We have not. I'm pretty sure someone has like the dankest of dank, dankest stuff that we can find. And it's just, I, I want, I, I want to, I want this bootleg to like smell like burnt plastic when I see it. I would rather you know be alive I mean? than dead, so I'm good with not. 
so like I said, like this is thing eventually like, we're gonna we'll figure out how we're gonna have, we're gonna get this set up if like in the eventual future. But I do want to do, but that is something I, I discuss off and on with 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 the Chris. Like, why don't we do a bootleg episode just for fun? So this is so like I said, like I just want to address it because like yeah, that, that is a major component to Saint Seiya when it comes to toys. Is like there was a lot and like. Some bootlegs surprisingly were very good quality because they were came out because obviously a lot of those same factories that built a lot of those same toys officially. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, hey, we'll, we'll a couple, like, a couple of million more, you know, sold on the store. Get a couple, of, no one's gonna notice. <laughs> you know, just use like lesser, lesser, lesser quality plastic, or lesser quality paint on it. No one's gonna notice. That's a given. So, and like I said, there was just a perfect tough one and in China in the in the mid nineties. You can like most of the, so the glory days of a lot of that like stuff is like in the mid nineties. It's it's and it has a weird it's a weird phenomenon because like those bootleg toys at times are even as expensive if not more than expensive than the actual like the actual like legit I, figures. I can't. They're too ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know what? Let's 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 leave this discussion for another time and let's get on to our episode discussions. Uh, episode forty-five to forty. Gemini time. We are in the house I of Gemini, both literally and metaphorically. Hmm. I didn't know it was Gemini time. It's really interesting. That's really interesting that we're that that, that according to you like this. Hold on, Gemini. I, I might have lied. Gemini dates. Let's see what it says. May twenty first. Yeah, yeah. May twenty first to June twenty first. I was pretty sure that it started at the very end of May. Because oh, so it was like so as a as a recording on on May on May twenty second. It was just yesterday where we entered the, entered the house. So now we're gonna be eternally stuck here. I'm fine with it. It's but my birthday is in a week and a half. So I'm I'm fine. I. I right. I love everything Gemini except for I get really mad because like when people do artistic renditions of the like the signs like all of the other signs will be something really cool like the the Tauros will be like a half man half bull like rabid dude and Aquarius will be like a mermaid lady and Gemini is just two dudes like no matter what context we're doing in we're we're talking about this in Gemini always is the most boring because they're just like, eh, twins. It's fine. So I demand every artist stop shafting Geminis, especially now in the house of Gemini, where we are starting out where this, this, so can I, can I just say, Saint Seiya has the, the show itself has this weird habit of showing us flashbacks, but not making it clear that we're watching a flashback. And I get real confused and because because in, in episode 45, and I think in one other episode, I think maybe 47, I don't remember, but they um, they just start showing this flashback, but it's not like there's no filter on it. There's no transition to, to show us that it's a flashback. It just is, it's confusing because essentially what happens is we where we left off in the last episode is they decided to split up and... Um, Kyoga and Shun run into who they believe is the Gemini Saint. And so they're sitting there talking about, oh, we've got to fight him. And then it cuts, like, dry cuts to Seiya running out of the house and the other Saint's running up to him being like, what happened? And he's like, I just ran through. It's what we saw the episode before where he was going through the loop. Why did they... But they didn't indicate that was a flashback. So I was thinking that we were cutting to what happened with... Say and Shiryu, and that they got separated or something. But then when the other three walked up, it just it took me a solid like sixty seconds to realize this was a flashback because there was no there there was no like 
obvious indication that it was a flashback. It was just another scene in the episode. It was very bizarre. Yeah, I told I uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I caught me off guard as well. I just I I was having that moment of deja vu where it's like, wait a minute, are they repeating the same footage? Oh, they are these, these cheeky sons of bitches. Why are they why are they why are they repeating the same footage again? But like it's a flashback. There's a goddamn flashback and we're gonna do something later, which is are you are you kidding me here? You made me waste like almost two thirds of an episode watching flashbacks here? Come on. Uh, yeah, the we'll get but, to that. Like but, but yeah, we'll get to that. But it's like yeah, it, it kinda it, I wanna say, it, it just made me feel like wait 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 stop 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 what is what is this bullshit? Give me a, like, you know at least at least tell us at least have some sort of like a visual cue that there was a flashback. Or at least do like what anime does and like if you're gonna do a flashback, at least cut to it like, at least start smash cutting things so I can so I can go quicker. But we didn't get any of that. It, it was like wholesale just a couple of like just like five minutes of an episode and I'm, put like, a filter over it, like a, a dreamy okay. filter or something like that, or like some kind of narration to be like, I remember this happened, or it's just something to indicate that we're not watching something in present time. Yeah, and that was the thing that that, that was very, very jarring. It's that's like this is not, like this uh, these group of episodes are immune to that. They do that. All. Yeah. And yeah, we, we cut. We, we were like, I, I think like if there's one big problem with these episodes, just like we're starting to we're starting to see a lot of the, we're starting to see a lot of those corners being cut. Yeah, and, I like just really. I just I I didn't remember the Gemini House being this big of a deal because it takes up three of the four episodes that we're reviewing. And then we had the last episode, so the 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 Gemini House is four episodes long. I didn't, I I remembered it being a blip because I mean, spoiler alert, he's not actually there. So I I don't know. I I just, I in, in my in my like memory of watching through the show, and I even watched the the dub on Netflix as it was coming out, like in chunks, and I still didn't remember it being this long for some reason. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, we they spend a. It's- it's the same thing that happened with that happens with me a lot of times when I watch. Cause like I remember watching it as a kid, and I remember it being way longer. But then I get to I was watching it in like week in, in like weekly chunks instead of like watching it like daily or like in four episode chunks. So it must so for stuff so stuff like that always came off to me like oh this like this is like eighty episodes, but no, it's really like four or five episodes. But even then, it's just like four or five episodes is kind of extent. It's kind of excessive, and even like even then, we still like have more to do. It's actually it's like two. It's actually like three episodes plus another episode that's completely completely separated from all this that takes place somewhere else. I'll get to later, but it's still part of the main. It's still part of main. That's still part of that like chunk of episodes. Yeah, it was. It's just it's weird. Uh, but it, yeah. essentially, the we they split up and um, a mysterious force <laughs> is giving life to the Gemini armor. But it's not really there, but it kind of is there, and it's it, it's not it's not super explained. They I did another thing I didn't remember is how heavily they lay into the Pope being G- the Gemini saint. Like I I know we're trying to be spoiler free, but I mean like there's no way you can watch these episodes and not connect those two dots. There like there's yeah if it was if it was not <laughs> obvious if it was not obvious at this point then this these episodes. These episodes hit you over the head with a yeah, fight. like because because there's there's this big scene where this guy uh, one of the mooks is like running in and he said that he really needs to talk to the pope to update him on what's happening with Saya and his crew and they say that he's um, meditating meditating he's meditating and he can't be disturbed under any circumstances 
And the guy, the guy says, "Oh, great! Sometimes his meditations last for a hundred days or more." And I'm like, "What is what is the Gemini saint doing out there for a hundred days at a time? <laughs> like, what's he doing?" Um, I don't know. But, I, but uh, yeah, so it's at this point, there's no there's no reason to to dance around the subject. I mean, the the Pope is the Gemini saint, and and not just that. We well, not just that. We, something like I guess we can get to this right now. Like thirty things. Uh, she has a really, really crazy fight with, with, uh, with, a, with, with him, and like when he actually attacks, uh, when he actually attacks, uh, when he actually attacks the, the Gemini armor, it go, it literally, it, it goes through like dimensions and it literally hits the Pope. So it's like, yeah, yeah. If you can put two and two together at this point, you're. That's yeah, and it comes back with a rosary, and Shun's like, I wonder if this has to do with his true identity. It's like, yes, it does. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, but on the in, so we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the Shun fight because that is the bulk of what we watched. But um, on the other side, so so they in the last episode they decided to split up because there's two entrances to the House of Gemini, and they agreed that whoever picks the right side and makes it out, they're just going to keep trucking forward, and they're not going they're not going to look back because they need to keep pressing on. They understand that they might need to sacrifice themselves. So if Two of them makes it through. That's better than zero. So the yeah, uh, Seiya and um, Shiryu. Sorry, I keep wanting to say Shun. <laughs> Seiya and Shiryu go on the other side, and they also encounter the Gold Gemini Knight. But it's not moving, and Shiryu can't sense it. And they've been kind of building this up for a little while ever since Shiryu went blind. That he can sense his his other senses are heightened. And so he can tell when people are around, he can kind of sense that. And he doesn't sense any person in front of them. But the thing that really was so annoying, like so frustrating, was um, Saya kept saying over and over again, no, you're blind. You don't understand. You can't see him because you're blind. You're blind, shitty you. It's like, stop. Stop it. Saya, you're being kind of a douche right now. <laughs> like, he, he yeah. Kept, he kept I, shouting at him that he I doesn't agree. understand because like, he's blind. It, it, and I'm like, Saya, shut the hell up. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, and he's like, and yeah, she was like, she was just should have slapped him in the face and be like, trust me. Yeah, like, they, they've already, they've already established that Shiryu has, like, like I said, his other senses are heightened and that he is much more in tune with Cosmo than because he can't see, because the, like, the Cosmo is kind of like, helping fill out that sense that he's lost. So the fact that Seiya is just like berating him, and it's not just once that he says it, it's like five or six times. Even the Pope says yeah, it. Yeah, they're like bickering. Yeah, they're like bickering, like they're bickering for like five good minutes. I'm like, really, dude? Are we really like, it's a point around like, you, I make it a motion in my hands. I come we, we know what's going on. Just stop it already. And then, so they, he finally convinces them to run through and basically, all they had to do was just run through the gold saint, and then the exits there. I guess, like, even though that's yeah, not much. true for Shun's side, I don't know. It it's it's whatever. But I digress. Um, they make it through, and there's a moment where Say is like, "No, we got to go back," and they're like, and Shun or Shiryu reminds him that they all agreed that you know they have to save Sayori under any cost. So they keep mm -hmm. pressing forward. And um, I don't know how long those stairs are, but they're climbing those stairs for like two damn episodes <laughs> while Shun's like fighting for his life. And, and I'm just like, are they ever going to get there? And 
But don't they stop at one? Don't they stop at one? Don't they, don't they stop at a certain point? Don't, don't they like? Don't they go like? Hmm. That, that, that clock. That clock is. That clock is starting to get wind down a little bit faster. What do you think of that? Or like, you hear something like, do you feel that? So like, like. So granted, like they they get they get stopped by they get stopped every every so often. Still, like it's like they're just they're easily distracted by the, like guys. Stay focused. You're, you're you're like my dogs when I'm trying to take them outside. That they get easily distracted by everything instead of just doing what they need to do. Like just focus. Get get to point B. Get your job done. <sighs> uh, I would say that's kind of difficult, but let's keep on going. Yeah, and this is this part really. It was very strange the way that they depicted Hyoga here. Because Hyoga always seemed to be the more level-headed one, unless you're, like, bad-mouthing his mom or the Crystal Saint. Um, he's always seemed to be, like, the, the most level-headed out of everybody, really. And for him to, like, go hog-wild and to attack the Gold Saint, like, uh, the, the Gemini Saint, like, four times, like, three or four times, and keep getting his powers deflected back at him, and basically just knocking himself out of his own stupidity, just seemed really out of place. Um, but I guess that happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess they needed to get rid of him in some other way, because, like, I'm pretty sure they did the manga mechanically, but here they had to like, find a way to get rid of him in a more drastic manner, so it's like, okay. Well, I mean, like... Fine, whatever. He, to, to jump forward a little bit, basically what happens is he... Uh, Gemini uses his signature attack, Another Dimension, and sucks in uh, Shun and Hyoga, and Shun saves himself with his chains... But Hyoga doesn't have any way of, like, grabbing onto anything. So him knocking himself out didn't really need to happen. So I don't know why that happened there. You could argue that it was for him to be weaker for when he faced Camus, but, like, he didn't stand a chance against Camus anyway to begin with. It's just, it's bizarre. Like, th that yeah. instance where he went ham and started, like, throwing everything he had at the Gold Saint and being really reckless didn't didn't seem in character for him. I get that they were using it as like a way to get to an end, but it just seemed really weird. Yeah, I think that I think that they were trying to they were trying to get they were trying to get to an end, but like it kind of did in like most clunky. That's that, that's how I interpret. It. Like, yeah, you're. I do agree. They could have done better with it. Yeah, and the, we we get um. So yeah, like like I said, Gemini. The this Gemini armor starts to come to life and starts attacking them. The other one on the other side did not. I, I'm not sure why, but it didn't. But I digress. This one came came to life and started attacking them. It's, it's trying to bait them basically into attacking him because since he's not really there, their attacks just kind of bounce off and come back at them. Um, Shun's bright idea was that... He had a couple of bright ideas that just kind of failed. The first one was that his chains would never hurt him. And so he sent his chains at the, quote, gold knight that was there and they just kind of flopped to the side. And then he did his, um, his like, nebula attack, where it's, like, circles around him, so it's the ultimate defense. And because it's that wasn't a real person, it, the the armor just walked on past it, and it didn't hurt him. And, yeah, it, this the first iteration of this fight was just painful to watch, because I understand that, the, that this is kind of like the trial and error of them getting their seventh sense. Like, we're going to have to go through this with everybody, um, Sayed got his with Taurus. Um, we'll see Shiryu getting his pretty soon. Um, not, um, not in this batch of episodes, but very quickly after we'll see him getting his. And this is how Shun unlocks his seventh sense. But it's just, it's so painful to see them get like beat up for 22 minutes <laughs> before it happens. Um, 
but the first they've they've encountered at this point they they would have encountered other cities and they would have like they would have pieced together different things like different tactics to fight them but well for convenience yeah that's why that's why i was really annoyed with aldebaran um i love him he's my he's my baby daddy but he went through all that trouble of getting saya to unlock his seventh sense but then just let the other three by because they did a combo attack and he said, oh, that'll, like, as long as you're all together, that'll help you out, I guess. He should have, like, helped them unlock their seventh sense, too. I feel like he kind of did, did them a disservice, like, did them dirty a little bit by letting them by without pushing them to their limits. Because now they're having to stand up against these people that are way stronger than them when they're all separated. Um, God, it just, there's so many things about this arc that I love. And there's so many other things that I'm just like, how would... How did this make it past the the storyboarding? <laughs> I think more along the lines of like you know like they they were they were, they were like they they kind of they kind of wrote themselves into so many so many walls that they had to figure out how like because like when you're when you're doing something congruently with the, the manga and now and you can't, you cannot play catch up with, with a lot of it that's when that I think that's when the problems start 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 to I think that's when it's like they were trying to play catch up with 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 with, with the creator and like they just don't even know what to do with they were like at one with each other yeah i the so shun was about to die from the the gold saint and then of course guess who comes to save him big bro um this is going to be a recurring thing that i absolutely hate with this show is that shun is always the damsel in distress and is always saved by his big brother we talked about that with the movie in the last episode just how shun never really gets to shine on his own fully because Icky's always there to protect him, and it's it's frustrating. Um, I, on one hand, I, I on one hand I will I will agree with you, but on the other hand, like on the other hand, like I do like that's like the, 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 I do like that they take some sort of, they do put the effort in saying like okay, yeah, he may have saved her, but he's we can't do it again. Yeah, it, and now Shun has to like fend for himself, and that's and and that's when we get to see like Shun shine as as a better as a better character. Like, well, Shun's dumbass. So so Icky saves him. And the armor collapses into its, like, base form, where it's, uh, like, statue form, where it's just the pieces. And then the, the opening opens up. And Shun just stands there, like, contemplating what to do. but Because he wants to find a way to save uh, Hyoga, who's floating around in the other dimension. Which is noble and all, but, like, he stands there so long that the Pope regains his composure and takes over the armor again and closes off the exit. Like, he could have escaped. He could have just walked on out, but he stood there. And I understand that... Oh, Lord, yeah, that's right. He's like... I, I, I know it's like a plot device right. so that he can get his seventh sense unlocked. Like, that's what we're building up to. But it just, like, logically was so stupid that he just stood there, like, baffled, instead of just taking ten feet to walk out of the building. Oh, Shun, I love you. I, I literally have Shun's dumbass oh, waited boy. too long and the Mirage appeared again. <laughs> oh god yeah so but at least this time at least this time he was well aware of what he did he did regain the lawsuit yeah he had a plan he had at least some sort of cognitive sense too yeah he had some sort of at least some he was at least cognitive enough to like understand like what he needed to do this time instead of just letting letting his brother help him out he and his brother's like dude i can't do this anymore you gotta fend for yourself dude he's like eh, 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 okay fine let's do this <laughs> so he awakens his seventh sense which is like it's it powers up his chains, I guess. I I don't know. I, 
it's yeah something. it's he gets a new attack and basically he can now use his chains to be like cosmo seeking missiles of some kind and when he attacks the armor it actually goes through the armor and goes to the pope and attacks the pope and it breaks his concentration which breaks the spell but he didn't really accomplish his goal of saving yoga <laughs> so it was again sort of pointless for him to stay there because he really didn't save yoga at all yeah we'll get to yoga in a little bit. oh he 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 in a bad place but um yeah he's in a he's in a really bad place but yeah so shun's like okay you know what done with this bullshit i had to, i had to keep on going so we we cut we but then we cut back to uh we cut back to yoga and yoga is, is is somewhere else he doesn't know where he is and he meets and he, and he meets Kamus. Kamus is like, like you know, I know all about you. This and that, <laughs> and they have a flashback. Of, they have a flashback of what's like about 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 the Crystal Saint talking talking very very deeply about the Kamus and Kamus. Is, and then he's like, Oh, you're Kamus. My master talked a lot about you. And he's all like, Yeah, yeah, I know everybody talks 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 a, talks a lot about me. I'm I'm awesome. Yeah, and this. Oh, and what's happening is yeah, no. I was gonna know. say this. This is one of my favorite parts because. The, the we we we've touched on it a couple of times, but now we can actually like fully like discuss it. The anime was this happens a lot, especially back in the day. Um, so manga usually comes out on a monthly basis, sometimes weekly, but most of the time monthly. So it's a lot slower of a process to get the story out than the weekly episodes of an anime. So it's very commonplace for anime to catch up to manga and have to do its own original thing. So. The Crystal Saint didn't exist in the manga. In the manga, Kamu is the mentor of Hyoga. So they wanted to honor that storyline, but they also had to bring up the fact that the Crystal Saint exists. So they did this weird, like, you're my mentor's mentor, so basically you're my mentor, and just to kind of align it back with the manga as seamlessly as possible. And it's just the funniest dancing around a plot hole that I've ever seen, and I absolutely love it. I love all of their interactions because you you can tell that the writers really liked the idea of Kamu being his mentor more than the Crystal Saint, but they had already written all this story in detail about the Crystal Saint, so they had to include it. Oh god, it's just it is very fun to watch. This is a very fun episode to watch. Not just that, you got not just that you have to. I think I mentioned this before when this topic came up. One of the things that that should be noted about what why it's so because at the time they weren't even sure if. Kamus was going to be that was going to be his master at the time too. They were thinking of making uh, they were making um, Milo as his, as his mentor, and they figured Milo doesn't really lend him like Milo and Scorpion doesn't really lend itself well to like Arctic mm -hmm. Arctic stuff. So Aquarius fits a little bit more. So let's make it the Aquarius Saint. So so like so, so for a while like that was there like Grumata was like he was unsure. Like, like what would he want with with that within that to be the master? It makes sense that like they were kind of whiffling around is like we don't we don't know what we're gonna do with this character but but let's let, let's try let's try something original and see where it, where it goes and then like some whenever we whenever we have whenever we have to cross our bridge we can like we can we can we can wreck we can we, we can retcon it later and they do eventually retcon it in, 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 like like i remember watching hades and, and they cut to where where literally Hyoga is training with with thomas so i'm like hmm. wait a minute <laughs> who are you you're not the crystal saint stop fooling around so like you know, it's it's weird how they, how they, how they get around how they get those things, but yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird situation. So it's such a weird situation that they had, that they had because like they were, it was so convoluted to start with. 
And it's an even more convoluted way to get around it. And this is also where... Uh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, you. I was just going to say, this is also where, like, the the budget strenuations of having a long-running weekly show start to show a little bit. Um, meaning that we get a very extended flashback of the Crystal Saint, which is all stuff that we've already seen uh, from the Crystal Saint's episode where he died. There, it's it, it's like a big chunk mm-hmm. of the episode, too. And then there's another extended flashback that's a, a bit shorter of Hyoga, like, going to visit his mother. And they're, they're necessary, I guess, in the sense that these aren't topics that have been visited recently, but they spend a lot of time on it. Like, the, I feel like the scenes would still be as emotional as they are if they, even if they just did a quick flash to remind us of what happened. But that Crystal Saint flashback took so long. I was just like, what the hell? I've, we already watched this. We know exactly what's happening. Yeah, it's just, and, and we, we know, and, and like, if, if you if you know the manga, it's like, oh, like, we're really doing this. It gets to that point, and also it's like, like it, it doesn't make sense if you're if you're a first time viewer. Like, really, I, like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Being the master of the master, and then you have to like, I'm like, I already saw a lot of this already, and you're taking, you could have like reduced this in like, it's like instead of being instead of you can you can tell us in about two minutes instead of five tops. Yeah, so the be, so besides he, being flashback heavy, like I love Kamu, so I'm super glad that he that we got to see him in this episode. He's finally making his appearance, even though he's going to disappear for a long time uh, after this. But uh, basically, what it, what he's doing is he's trying to super piss off Shun, or Shun, why not say Shun? Yoga. What he's trying to do is he's trying to super piss off Yoga to get him angry, to try and help him ascend to unlock his seventh sense. Because deep down, he did care about the Crystal Saint. He knows that the Crystal Saint really saw a lot of potential in Yoga, and he wants Yoga to succeed, but he also has to keep face for the Pope because, you know, he doesn't want to end up like Leo, like we'll see fairly soon. Um, and mm-hmm. so he, he's trying to play it smart by pretending to be bad. And he does a very ham-fisted job at pretending to be bad. Uh, but he, I mean, he does kind of blow up the ship that Yoga's mom's in, which... He was really hoping would send him over the edge, yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, it just it just made things so much worse for for Hilda. It actually, actually kind of like well, it, it, yeah, it made him mad, but not not, not the way he intended. Yeah, I was about to say it's like like there was also another reason. It's like he's like he's trying to like he's trying to get him to awaken that seven sense. Like, look, you gotta put your emotions aside, dude. You cannot go in with the, with pure emotions of like of you can't go in with all these pure emotions. You gotta set those aside. And if I have to like bury your mom further down, further down the ocean, unfortunately, I I'm gonna have to do that. And he does. <laughs> and yeah, that that pisses off Shioga, and that's he's like, though you're still not getting my point, aren't you? And he finishes up with the, he finishes up with your execute, and he, while he he doesn't kill him, he puts him. He says like, look, I'm gonna leave you here in this unknown place. That, that well, actually, they figure out where they are at. They're at um, they're they're actually at the Libra mm-hmm. house. And then, like, literally, like, literally, Mu and, um, Mu and, and, and Abedabaran are like, hey, what's going on over there? Oh, they're fighting. Oh, oh, shit, they're actually fighting over there. What the fuck? I don't know who's supposed to be there. I thought, I, I thought, Grand, I thought the master was over there at the, at the Wulao Peaks. And then he's like, no, it's, it's two other guys are having, they're having, they're having a scrimmage over there. Like, uh. 
Yeah, so he he basically just puts him so, in a May ice block from Overwatch and calls it a day. <laughs> just like, yeah, this much. unbreakable, unmeltable ice block that totally won't break or melt in the next few episodes. It definitely, it's not going to happen. Um, totally impenetrable. Totally, totally impenetrable. Totally unbreakable. Totally, it won't melt or anything like that whatsoever. It's going to stand right over here. Conveniently, where they were conveniently right next to the cloth that that conveniently right next to a cloth that has weapons. <laughs> oh goodness! So, so we cut back to Seiya and Shiryu trying to go trying to get to the Gemini house, and they figure out like, wait, the hell is up with this house? And it's a it's a literal spook house. Like every person that 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 Deathmatch has killed is he adorns the walls on it, and yeah, it's a fucking well, place. You, so basically, you forgot that in order to see. Death Mass Temple, you had to suffer through a 10 minute recap of the entire story so far. Episode 48 is literally half of half of the episodes of recap, and it drove me insane. Not even, no, it was, it was episode 49 that did that. I was like, yeah, 48, the last episode? Yeah, like I, I think I, I think I put that on my notes. I skipped like two thirds of this episode. Like, literally, I'm like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. I seen this, seen this, seen this. this, this. I, I, like, I had to, I stopped when I saw something I hadn't seen. And unfortunately, it wasn't that much new. Yeah, because I the only notable thing from the recap is that the narrator said that the Steel Saints were valuable allies, and I had to laugh because I'm like, not really. <laughs> like they they no. saved Saya like one time, and then have done nothing since. Man, where the fuck are they right now? Well, they're uh, they're but back yeah. making sure that everybody at the at the mansion get their Starbucks orders in. Yeah. So yeah, it's just we we cut that we 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 like after like just literally like. 15 minutes of the recap, and then they have another recap after that as well. Jesus, merciful Christ. Like, literally, I think there's, like, no more than, like, 10 minutes of footage, new footage in this episode, because, like, like they, they get to they get to it. They, they get to they get to the... They, they get to the cancer house. They have this whole entire thing, like, oh, my God, everyone's alive, even children. You have, like, what kind of wicked man are you? Uh, yes, I am a wicked man, and now I'm gonna... And now I'm gonna use my ultimate technique... And they spend another five fucking minutes having that fight that they had at the Wulao Peaks. That also that they didn't indicate as a flashback, so I was also confused again. I I totally agree because I thought I thought it was new footage when I saw it, like oh my god, but I saw when I saw like I like on my memory like I saw I, I fast forwarded it and then I was like wait a minute Mu yeah. I was like wait a minute yeah because like Mu <laughs> shows up and I'm like why. Like, why now is he helping out? Because he keeps saying he can't leave Sayori's side. He has to be by Sayori's side. Okay, so why is he showing up now? It's like, oh, it's a flashback. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Oh my god. So it's it's essentially it's essentially if we were to break down episode forty nine, it's 48. just it's just they get into his house. Yeah, episode forty eight. If we get into if we get into his house, we they get to Camper's house. Death Vest shows shows off his amazing ability to send people to hell. That's it. It's more like purgatory. Like he says, hell. But yeah, it's purgatory. more like purgatory because it's all these dead souls like on their way to hell. So I think he's a liar. Has, like, I'm just gonna throw yeah, that out there. Yeah. Deathmask is a liar. Also, I love that like his entire characterization is I'm an evil murderer. I'm so evil. <laughs> that's like all. That's all he is. It's just an evil murderer. But uh, yeah. Well, it comes, it comes back to bite him the ass <laughs> later. But right, right now, it's like yeah. So it's like he's just like ha ha ha. I need a mustache to twirl my to twirl it, but unfortunately I don't. <laughs> and yeah, so he he goes to the gates of hell, I guess, uh, because he well well first he uh, he tells Sayed that Sayed should go on 
and let him take care of, of Deathmask, because Deathmask is like his rival as far as the Gold Saints go. And they have another mm-hmm. one of those squabbles. It's like, no, if at least one person moving forward is better than nobody moving forward. So Say eventually agrees to run through, and um, I guess Deathmask was going to stop him, but then, you know, Shidiu, like, butts in, and um, he uses his ultimate attack and sends him to the Gates of Hell, where now Shidiu can see. I guess that's good. I don't know why being dead gave him a sight back, but whatever. Like, so many things in the show that have that we're just supposed to accept and move on. Um, that's one of them. But yeah, he's he's in hell and he sees Hyoga and he's like freaking out and wanting to go save him. But Sayori is also there and she basically says that she'll handle things down here and that he's got to go back to life. And that's about it. Like we we just get the very like the, that little taste of the death masks battle. And I can't help but think that if we didn't have a 15 minute freaking flashback, like recap episode, we could have gotten into this fight a lot more because this is one of the better fights in this arc, in my opinion. I I, I want to say it's like the, the the most possible plausible thing is like because like I'm pretty sure the animation I'm pretty sure they had a, they either got uh, something must have happened in the animation process where they're like we have to delay this one more week. How much footage we got of the previous episodes? More, more episodes, more, more. We need more. But yeah, that sounds fifteen up fifty minutes of fifty minutes. Where do we have the fifty? Yeah, okay. Let's put let's put those fifty minutes in. Screw it. Well, and also, too, like you mentioned something, you also mentioned something too. A few episodes, every thirteen episodes or so, is considered yeah. a new season. So I want to say this is this is like it's like we're at that point now. So I'm pretty sure it's like oh, oh look, there's gonna be new viewers here. We gotta like we gotta get people caught up, especially new people. I have absolutely no idea what they're watching. That's probably that. That would be what I would say is because any any long running show that doesn't have like a reset point or like a you know like I always go back to Sailor Moon just because it's like got so many good examples but like every 39 40 or so episodes sailor moon resets basically and has a new set of villains mm-hmm. but in, in like when you have a longer running show and it has a continuous plot thread throughout the entire thing you kind of need recap episodes i know that a lot of people hate them me included but especially back in the 80s and 90s there was no such thing as binge watching because there wasn't a way to binge watch it so this was and not just that the VHS, not, the VHS market at the time was like you wanted to get a VHS of these episodes. You you get a VHS of these episodes for a hundred dollars, right? And there weren't that many episodes, and it's like in order to comment, in order to make sure that those one hundred that and make sure that the one hundred dollars were worth it, they would they would splice up episodes into like different parts. Well, so for those that can that, that can't afford that like hundred plus dollar VHS, here's a recap. Here's that recap. Yeah, because yeah. this. This was at least the 48th week that this show has been going on, not counting if they had to, like, pause for mm-hmm. holidays or, you know, um, interruptions. Like, I know it's a, a, it's a running meme for uh, the tokusatsu world that sports stuff is constantly interrupting <laughs> tokusatsu shows yeah. and delaying them. No, I think I think I think I think because of the time slot, I think it was like at seven o'clock at the East Sunday night. It got it got that, that it got that prime time like you know period where nothing can interrupt it. So it was so at this point it wouldn't it would be forty eight episodes continuously from the beginning. So it'd be forty eight weeks. Yeah, it's and and that's a lot of story like to remember from week to week. And this was before the mm-hmm. internet where you could Wikipedia stuff. So I this was necessary in in the context of 
where it took place and when it took place. In 2022, it's just freaking annoying. Like, I don't, I don't need that. But I watched it because I was afraid I was going to miss something. <laughs> so I, I sat there and just, like, gritted my teeth and listened to this entire story that I already knew everything the narrator was talking about. I, I just, I really wish that we could have gotten more of this fight in for this episode. Especially since this is where we cut off for the, the episode. I wish that we could have got more of it. But I, I mentioned this a couple of episodes back. Uh, there's just the way that these episodes are layered. There's multiple things happening at once and multiple plot threads going on. There's really no good place to cut, to cleanly cut off, to, to have a good break for an episode. So we might as well just keep doing four episodes at a time. Because if we try to square off like plot threads and story arcs and things like that, it's just it's never going to be clean enough. So. As much as I hate to say it, we're going to have to wait to find out more about the Death Mask fight. But I I do remember it being really good. Shidi was a big fan favorite. And this was like his moment. This is the moment that a lot of people remember for him. So I'm really excited for, for more of yeah. this. So it's one, it's one, it's like one of, it really is one of the best fights, like you said. And only reason why I picked, when I, initially I picked six episodes because when I, when I was doing it at the time, they were releasing the CGI series in chunks of six episodes. I was like, so in order to keep more, keep it uniform from like the from those, from those releases, I would I was doing six episodes. But now that I have you guys on board, they have like trying to find time to do like time, six episodes for me is no problem. So, but I think six episodes for you guys would be a, would be difficult. So we we came we kind of came to a, a a happy medium of four episodes, which yeah. So instead of spending three hours, instead of spending three hours down the toilet, now you have two hours that you. Just, that you flush down. So I think, I think in, in in the grand scheme of things, I think that I would rather I would rather us like spend. I would rather us have spent um two hours like if it if it's four bad episodes than us watching six episodes. I think that's just agony at that point. And not to say that these are these are bad episodes. These are incredible. I think like like other than the other than this, other than episode forty eight, um these episodes are really good. Like they're they're really good. And I really do. I really did enjoy the fight fight between Shun and and Saga. Well, well, that was a really good fight. I forgot how great it was. I forgot that I forgot that they used the that, that I forgot they had that musical cue that was so good. I loved it so much. It was a really good fight. I'm I keep forgetting like like they do stuff like so good. I keep forgetting like they play like 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 you play a lot of songs. It's like one of those rare times where they actually like bust out the song, the character song for the character. Oh yeah, I forgot that so we got good. Shun's character song there, the insert song. That was good. Yeah, we rarely we, we rarely get any any kind of songs. In more in other animes, whenever we play any song, period, that's not the main theme. You know, shit's about to get real. So yep. when, so obviously, when we got to when, when we when we got to that point with shit, and we started singing his character song, oh man, here he comes! This is moment to shine, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Shun actually is gonna do something this time, it. and he does it. He does something, and he does something really cool. I think it, I think it helped it helped a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I'm just. That 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 adds a lot. I'm glad that he got to shine. Yeah, and like I said, like like I think I think if we're if we're gonna close it off right here, there really isn't really much episode forty other than they said. So we're kind of left on the cliffhanger. We're we're back into hell, and we got and she has got to keep on fighting death masks. But it actually gets better, folks. Don't worry about it. Don't 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 worry about it. It actually gets a lot. Despite despite this being despite that that being a really clunky, episode, things get better. Trust me. But the rest of these episodes. They're phenomenal, especially the especially the fight between uh, between um, Shun and um and and Saga. 
And also the fight between Kamus and um and Hilda was was really good. I I keep forgetting how impactful it was to it, and how like there's that moment where he's all, where he has where he's much laid on where he's like have to you have to understand what I'm doing here. I'm trying to make you think that you're supposed to set emotions. Please, Yoga, I need you to understand. And if I haven't got no choice, you can tell he's not trying to be a bad person. He just doesn't know how to get around it. And, he, and by doing what he did, it was a bad it was a bad idea. But you know, he in his mind, that's like the only way he's gonna get the, that she, that um Hilda's gonna get to listen. And I thought like you know, yeah, it was a bad move in contrast. It's it's such an emotional, it's such an emotion, a great emotional moment. And it was you know such a great fight on top of that. Yeah, I again, I feel like I there should I wish there'd have been less flashbacks, but. The whole point of it was that to demonstrate how outclassed Hyoga was without his seventh sense. So I think without the flashbacks padding out the the episode, it would have been really short. So I I get I get mm-hmm. why they had all that in there. It, it it makes sense. And again, you really have to think of things in the context of things because this it has been quite a while um, on on a week to week basis since we had you know seen what all happened with the Crystal Saint. And it's a lot cheaper to reuse animation than to commission brand new animation, especially for something that you already shown. So all in all, it makes sense. I'm not trying to say that this show is bad or lazy or anything like that. It's a weekly show. It's a shonen show. It's, they're going to have to cut corners when they can in order to make the show the budget manageable, basically. So... I'm totally just when I nitpick stuff like this, it's for the comedy of it all. It's not trying to like indicate that the show is bad. No, 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 no. You and I have to be, you and I'm like, okay, look, stop. You have to stop a lot of this. I'm like, no, dude, you can do this a lot better. There's a lot less clunkier. Then again, too, it's like, what other options you had if you were the producer at the time? Like, what would, what would be your options at that point? So it's like, yeah, of course you'd be like, uh, you know, we gotta find a way put this all together how much footage do we have from the previous episodes that much okay i was putting it on and was all was it all destroyed no okay good and saint say was like basically the the original so, like this was one of the first real big like shonen shows that was like long running and very story driven and very like not episodic and not like kind of like the sitcom reset like uh, Doraemon kind of comes to mind, which was another really, really long-running show, or Crayon yeah. Shin-Chan or anything like that, where, for the most part, you can watch any episode and it's fine. This was like a serial that you had to watch in order, and it was very long-running. So this was... They kind of had to set their own rules and come up with a lot of things, and a lot of rules that a lot of shows still follow to today with how they structure everything. So... Again, we're we're being nitpicky for the comedy of it, but it, in reality, this show is mm-hmm. a marvel, and I'm so glad that mm-hmm. we can watch it in various ways that we won't go into. <laughs> Alrighty, I think I think that I think we're starting to repeat the same. We ended here for right now because, like, I think it's a good place to stop. I think we, I think, I think this is, I think this is good here. Mm-hmm. Um, so free. What's up with with ancient anime? We actually just took a week off. Um, I had some health problems that kind of snuck up on me, and so I didn't have time to record some episodes. But I do have an episode that is going to be coming out on Tuesday. I'm not sure if this will come out before that or not. Do you know? <laughs> um, 
I, um, I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm using a new recording software to record, and most likely I, I will try to get it by Monday, like at the at the latest. So it's like maybe like before then. So. Yeah. So so Tuesday, um, and to not confuse everybody, which will be the 24th of May, is when we were coming back. We just took one week off, so it wasn't like a really long hiatus or anything. But I'm going to have a uh, VTuber named Comey joining me, and we are going to be doing a pretty fun episode. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, because Ramsey asked me specifically not to spoil him on it, so I'm going to leave that part of the No, please don't. I, I actually took off... I was, about, I, I was, I was figuring you were about to say it, so I took off my earphones. But no, I'm, I'm not going to spoil like, it. Uh, I, but, um, yeah, so Comey is, is so, so cool. They are a uh, VTuber. They do a lot of streaming on Twitch, just super interesting person all around. I really wanted to do something in the spectrum where anime and video games crossed over. And so who better than a Twitch streamer, you know? So I, I'm really, really excited about this episode coming out on Tuesday. And then we're just going to keep pushing forward. I, my next episode is actually going to be a solo Just Me episode. Uh, while Because Nuri is unavailable right now as we talked about earlier, and I, I kind of just want to go back to the basics and have a breathing moment to where I'm not rushing around and scheduling with everybody, so I could just kind of do it on my own time, and we'll we'll keep making content. We, we've got some, I've got some really fun ideas down the line for everything, so we're not slowing down anytime soon. Last week was just something that was unavoidable, but if you are interested in listening, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at @ancientanimepod. You can also email me at um, ancientanimepod at gmail.com. If you want to be involved in any way, that it, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a guest. If you just want to share your opinions on your favorite anime from the 80s or 90s, we're actually expanding the format. Um, this is a little bit of breaking news, but um, kind of changing up the rules a little bit to in, mean that anything older than 20 years, because a lot of the stuff that we want to do is actually early 2000s. <laughs> Um, not that there's not a plethora of 80s and 90s stuff out there, but a lot of the times I find something that I'd be like, that'd be fun to do an episode on it. It's from 2001. I'm like, oh, it's just barely too new. So, um, basically anything over 20 years is fair game, but we're still going to try to do a lot of that, like super retro stuff to keep within the theme. But yeah, we're, we're keeping on trucking. If you want to talk to me specifically or, you know, see me make a fool of myself online by posting about, um, RuPaul's Drag Race mostly because the new season just started of All Stars. Um, you can follow me at Common Rider Furry. I am also on Instagram and Common Rider Furry, but I haven't posted there in like three years. So I don't know why you'd want to follow me there, but do it because that'd be cool. All right. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that you mentioned that on all the twenty year thing. Is like we like on uh, on Saturday Morning Squadron down this week. We're actually like. But on this Thursday when we record, we're actually gonna take we're gonna take a look back at the year that was 1992. We're taking we're, we're on, some, on some odd um, on some odd uh, on odd episodes where we don't have anything because like it's a, it's a little too early for us because we both wanted to check out um, Top Gun Maverick, but it's it, unfortunately it wasn't gonna be it, unfortunately our timing was not gonna in time. So unfortunately we're gonna have to like delay that episode till the following episode. So we decided maybe I think we should just do like we, we decided to fool around with the idea of like looking back at the year that was 1992 and we were like figuring like how far back or how far forward into the future. And we said like 10 years 
10, 10, 10 years from like where we are and and 40 years back so from 19 so from 1972 to that's what that was like our sweet spot that we figured so we're gonna so if you want to check that out it should be out on that immediate friday there's a lot of things on that list i was looking at here like shows that ended show that started movies that that came out video games that came out there's so much stuff and then we have so much news we got a and if you wanted to also listen to like any our previous episode, our previous episode we discussed uh we discussed both in general terms and in spoilerific terms uh the new movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. So if you're interested at any point of checking out that movie and checking out our thoughts about it, you can check out the previous episode, episode three and episode four will be our recap. Will be our kind of like our look back at the year that was. Ninth will be out later this. Will be out later in the week as well. Promise me. If you want to find. I was just gonna. I, was, I just want to hop in and be like, just promise me that if you guys ever decide to talk about Jim and the Holograms, that I at least get to have like a quick quip in there because that's my jam. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll figure some. I'll figure out a way to to, to throw in Jim and the Holograms some way. I really want to bring you. I, I want to see how I can bring you in. Either do one of these bullshit episodes where we talk about a certain year or just talk about a certain subject. Like uh, we'll we'll try to figure out something because like I do know for a fact my other. On that show, Rob does so. We'll figure something out on down the road. But if you want to find me on all, oh, so find me on. You can find me on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is L underscore Ram. Talks about anything. I'm always talking about different things, different bullshit altogether. If like all, like anything and anything that's happening in the world, toys, video games, sports, real life. Which I know it sucks, but like sometimes I'm like, oh, are you kidding me here? And then like, if you want to talk Saint Seiya specifically with me, you want to share your fan art. Cosplay, or you have any share, want any anything cool involving Saint Sale? You can find that. You can find the show Twitter at st cosmocast on Twitter, and you can find our latest episodes. You know, various things. And if you also want to check out my other show as well, um, the Saturday Morning Squad, and you can check that out on Twitter, which is at Sat AM Squad on Twitter. With all that said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in two weeks here. Um, so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I am Ramsey's. The Comic Writer Furry, I'm here to tell you all to keep burning that cosmos. Bye! Bye.